0: Hey, homebodies. It's Robin and Molly. And we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance, to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor, Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website, homeiswherethemurderis.com, in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage.
1: Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is Home is Where the Murder Is. Hi, everyone. Hello, you beautiful people.
0: Molly's tired.
1: <laughs> I am. It. You know what? The heat takes a lot out of you, and it's hot.
0: Yeah. As we know, that Molly was facing a week of a lot of heat, a lot of gardening. 100 degrees. A lot of watering. 100 degrees. She's barely hanging in there, you guys. I don't like it. I want the fall um i have to tell you i'm not excited about my week no i have to go to the gynecologist yeah yeah
1: you know those aren't ever like things you an appointment you look forward to and
0: the thing is having a child i'm always like well it can't get any worse than that because so many everyone's people been my up cooter. people like, have
1: been up in that
0: yeah and like at birth the human okay it, so i don't necessarily mind going but i found a new gynecologist because mine retired and i Purposely chose a good-looking dude, and it'll be right at the smack in the morning, 9 a.m., and I'm going to be like, hey, sir, here's my cooter. Can you just check her out real quick? Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, since it's our first time meeting, maybe I uh, stick some things up there and have him a little treasure hunt. Yeah. So You could,
1: and it could be like a little game of operation.
0: Oh, yeah, like oh, all of a sudden he's like digging around in there,
1: and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you he, Can you imagine the oh face you would get from the guy?
0: Do you think he would probably say, "Hey, ma'am, I don't think this is going to work out, and I would never get to go back to him."
1: He's like, he's like, I need to leave the room right now. I
0: think that would be so funny. I think I'm going to do that and report back and let you guys know how that goes. I don't think I'm necessarily. I think it'd stick be a first up there, but that that part the, where I, eh. yeah, like.
1: You're like I'm just kidding. Yeah. Is that fun though? Is that I, fun should for I make you? this? It's like a board game. Well,
0: like, and then I wanted to like ask him a bunch of questions, like, how many cooters do you see in a day? Are you married? Does she mind that you look at other cooters all day? What's long?
1: the biggest one you've seen? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, that's actually a good question. Like, yeah, depth, they,
1: depth, yeah. or um, like, um, width.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
1: Depth or width?
0: Yeah. So and you know and like oh what's the coolest thing you found in a cooter like ooh. You know? So I don't know. So just, these are the questions I have. So I'm going to, so I'm trying to have fun with it, but I feel like it's going to just come out awkward because the last time I went into the gynecologist, um, I tried to sell her house while she was putting my IUD in. Yeah. I thought that was totally normal.
1: And do you still have your IUD in? I do. I, you, you do. I U D you, do, do. No, it didn't work out like I wanted. You.
0: Wow, trying.
1: good thing I'm not doing the murder tonight. You are. Yes,
0: yes, I am. And on that note, I'm going to get right to it. Quick intro, intro today.
1: <laughs> yep, it's hot weather. Fall's coming though. Hopefully, it is not.
0: Um, oh, come on. Nope. But school is starting. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for Everyone keeps asking me when Logan starts. I have no idea. That's great. I know. It's funny because people are like, when does Logan start? I'm like, well, that's his mom's, you know, job. And they're like, what? I'm like, his other mom's job to tell me when, you know. But this is a, I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I have a, like, big week with Logan where he's got ninja class, he's got an orthodontist appointment, he's got his school pictures. and They do school pictures before school starts? Uh Uh-huh. The first round, yes, at the orientation. He's got his orientation and everything, okay? Oh, that's interesting. Remember, he goes to a small school. Okay. Like, there's only, like, ten people in his class. That's so weird. I love it. So, he – oh, and he's got, like, three teachers this year. Not one homeroom teacher. He's got three teachers. I don't understand. I love it. Okay. Anyway. I don't get it. So, he – so, there's – I look at the calendar, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have so many things going on. Now, if you knew me as a mom – I forget everything. Yeah. I will have it on my calendar that he is ninja, but then I will schedule an appointment. It's the I don't know why it happens. I don't it just does. Or I'm always late. So I have everything on the calendar this time and I set alarms. Like you're like not this I'm not, year bitches. I I messaged his bonus Here mom we go. and I was like you're going to be so proud of me. I said I got everything on the calendar this week. I've got alarms set. I said I am not missing a damn thing for that kid this week. Yep. And the funny part is, is this ninja class is at the same time as one of my closings. So I'm like, well, what you if like- I what if I drop him off and then go to my closing quick? And Logan goes, are you going to come back and get me? I'm like, no, you're going to live there. like, that's your new home now. Yeah, but I didn't know. Now you become a ninja. I mean, when I was his age, my mom dropped me off for night classes at like 7 o'clock at night and didn't pick me up till like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So... I'm like you'll be fine, and sometimes she would forget me too, and I turned out okay. But just to be safe, I'm gonna let his bonus mom know that I'm gonna go do that, and that yeah. way, in case I do forget to pick him up, somebody does, and then I will just crawl into a hole because I suck,
1: and then everything will crumble. Yep,
0: everything will crumble, and I will not be mom. And your either. calendar will be like, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's I'm really excited about trying to prove myself as a good mother this week starting the year off strong oh yeah so yeah anywho yeah well so i guess that was a fun way to start off things we went right into cooter talk and me being a model parent yeah cooters and moms great so which uh, go hand in hand yeah so i say let's keep moving with that talk and i'll let's talk about a murder yes okay let's do it so today i am covering the story the murder of betty gore betty okay I like Betty as a name. I love that name. I love that name. So Betty was born Betty Eileen Pomeroy on January 9th in Harper, Kansas. She was the oldest of three children and had two younger brothers, Ron and Richard. She was born to insurance salesman Bob Pomeroy and homemaker Bertha Pomeroy. Bertha. I love that name too. We used to have a big blue mat at gymnastics practice, and her oh, name yeah. was Bertha. Yeah. It was so cute. People were like, where's Bertha? It's like, well, you can't miss her. She's so, big. But, yeah, we used to take it everywhere with us to, like, to traveling meets and everything, yeah. too. So, Bertha's great. While attending college courses in Kansas, Betty caught the attention of her math teacher's assistant, Alan Gore. They would begin dating and eventually have a small yet beautiful wedding in January January of 1970. It was a known fact that the two young 20-somethings were very much in love, but they also very highly did not believe in di- that divorce would ever be an option. So that's something to keep in mind right now. I just throw that in there for fun. Well. Okay.
1: I do believe that divorce should be an option if things don't work out versus murder. I'm going to put that yeah, out there. Yeah, I think
0: they should have thought about that earlier. Okay. But. The two newlyweds settled down in Collin County, Texas, and welcomed two daughters, Alyssa and Bethany. From the outside, it looked as though they were living the all-American dream. Allen had a great job at Rockwell International as a major defense contractor, and Betty was a beloved school teacher. When she wasn't home with her family or at the school, you could find her at the First Methodist Church of Lucas, Texas. It was here that Betty not only sang in the choir, but also coordinated the congregation's youth group and women's division. It was also here where she would meet fellow church member Candy Montgomery.
1: Oh. Um.
0: Yep. Candace Lynn Wheeler was born on November 15, 1949. During her childhood, she was an army brat and moved around a lot with her family. She married Pat Montgomery, who was an electric engineer for Texas Instruments, the calculator people. I remember, I remember having one of them. I remember
1: having to get that one oh, big
0: calculator. That was a big ass calculator. And
1: you could hide things you in could that totally calculator. That was the best. Like there was like things you could go and like hide uh-huh. like, like oh, answers. Your answers yeah. and stuff. That was the
0: best. Yeah. And they had a uh, they had a son and a daughter together. The family moved to Collin County, Texas in nineteen seventy seven, where they began attending services at the first Methodist Church of Lucas, Texas. Betty and Candy began a fast friendship due to their lives being so similar. They were close in age. They were married with two kids, active church members, and they lived nearby one another. Another similarity they have is that they were both sleeping with Betty's husband, Alan.
1: (laughs) You're so excited to say (laughs) it.
0: Can I I try again? Yeah. Can I try again? Yeah. Another similarity they have is that they were both sleeping with Betty's husband Alan.
1: Oh, look at that. They had something else in common.
0: Yeah. that, that Alan.
1: Yeah. He had a he had a hobby of Oh. Yeah.
0: Here's what I wrote. I said, Looks like Alan had a sweet tooth and candy would satisfy his cravings. Oh,
1: <laughs> Chuckle, chuckle, ha, ha.
0: hmm They began their affair in December of 1978, and it ran until a couple months after Bethany was born in July 1979. It began simply after a church volleyball game when Candy flat out asked Alan if they wanted to start up an affair. <laughs> just, hey. And you know, and hey that's Alan. why. Hey, What you want to do? Listen. You, you
1: want to go, uh, like,
0: get a drink, or do you just want to uh, start up an affair? <laughs> you just imagine just shooting the shit. Just, yeah. Hey, that was a great game today. Uh, you wanna wanna have an affair?
1: Really dug that ball. Nice. Yeah. Like that was nice. I you like had an affair. Yeah,
0: yeah, had an affair. Great. great. Yeah, good. Great. Both were unsatisfied sexually in their marriages, but both didn't want divorces. So they agreed to start meeting up at motels every other week, and if the affair started to take on anything more than sex, they would end it. Which is exactly what happened after Betty and Alan attended a retreat to work on their marriage. It seemed to help, and when they returned, Alan was recommitted to his marriage and ended things with Candy. Now this is where things get hairy.
1: Something mm-hmm. tells me Candy did not like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Friday, June thirteenth, nineteen eighty, Friday the thirteenth.
1: Not a not a great date for things. No. I mean, I like that date personally because I think it's a fun day. Mm,
0: okay, I don't. I like. I don't like to leave my home. Oh. Yeah. Different people.
1: Different people. Different strokes.
0: So around 11 p.m., Alan became worried that he could not get a hold of his wife. He was on a business trip in Minnesota, something he did, he did often for his job. In fact, this was what had caused a riff in their marriage uh, to begin with. He was constantly traveling for work, and this made Betty feel abandoned and alone, which he learned about during the retreat to work on their marriage. So he was now fully aware of what kind of issues they were having in their marriage but with his job, he still had to get sent to Right. Home. I so, mean, it's his
1: job. He can't just be like, I can't go on this business trip yeah. like
0: that to my work. So, yeah. So, I read that during these therapy sessions on their retreat, she was able to like open up and say, Well, this is what I'm afraid of happening, things like that. And so he was fully aware of her situation, which is why he was also gravely concerned when he couldn't get a hold of her. Right. On his first dance. And the it, trip. in
1: their therapy sessions, did he bring up, Oh, yeah, I'm having an affair with nope. your good friend? No, nope. didn't, yeah, nope, didn't bring that up. No. Nope.
0: Nope. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah. Anyway, he couldn't get a hold of her, so he asked their neighbor, Richard Parker, to check on her. Richard and another neighbor, Lester Gaylor, went to the home to check on Betty. The door was unlocked, so they entered, walking down the hall. Turning on lights, they peeked in the bedroom to find baby Bethany crying in her crib. She was covered in her own feces and clearly had not been fed or attended to all day. Mm. As the men continued to search for Betty, now gravely concerned, yeah. they found a trail of blood going towards the utility room of the house. A few feet more, they found the body of Betty Gore, so badly muti- mutilated that they thought her head had been blown off by a shotgun.
1: Oof. So- and I'm just going to point out, her last name is Gore.
0: Stop it right now. That was what I was... Stop it. Look at what that- it says right here. What does that say, Molly.
1: Some might say it was go- a gory scene.
0: <laughs> you just... Yes. <laughs> did it. I did it. You know what makes me feel good, though, is that I, like, put that there, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say that, because that's kind of insensitive. But then what? your wheels are going, and you're like, you know...
1: You know what? Her
0: last name was Gore, and it yeah, was very gory. Yeah, so I don't... Gory. I'm not making fun of the victim, no, but that is very not. interesting well, n- well,
1: circumstance. her last name is Gore, and yeah, there's blood. And, and, it's a gory scene. Right. Gosh, why would you say something like that? You said it. You did. <laughs> you, you typed it. They don't know that. I just read it
0: Kay. from your computer. I'm a witness. You're not a witness to the crime if you commit it. You committed it. Oh, you were so full of baloney. <laughs> anyway, a few feet away was a three-foot axe covered in blood. She had been hit by the axe 41 times. Twenty-eight of them being to the head and face alone. That's a lot.
1: Something I wonder. Yes. How do they know forty-one? Like I understand, but like I think that's how many wounds she had. But like, how can they tell? Sometimes you know. I don't know. I don't know. know You're right. Like Like, if it's
0: over and over in the same same spot, spot, how do you know? know? There's got. You know, they just must figure it out. I don't know. They. They (laughs) must. You're right. Good explanation. Yep i didn't think of that see the problem is is like okay so you and i both love morbid yeah what i love about morbid is that um elena is a is a tech yeah uh, you know so she's got that that information i was thinking about this the other day i'm like I don't have that because we have the no. real estate side of things. Like we can, we can talk all day about properties and the values and yeah. what, whatever. So it makes me laugh because I love that podcast because they know those. She has well, those answers. Well, there has to be
1: something with like the force of yeah. the drive of the axe and like how deep it goes. Maybe yeah. you can tell, but like you would have to know like the strength of
0: the person for
1: the force Maybe the 41 too.
0: came from that that's the amount of wounds they could actually count. Right. So who knows? And it could have been more. I mean, maybe someday we can ask somebody that does this for a living. Mm -hmm. Like, we can start taking notes now in all our cases and say, hey, we have, like, 3,000 questions for you. But how they figure something out. I have a quick Mm -hmm. 3,000 questions for you. It's like a toddler. Yeah. You know, asking – or Keaton. It's like Keaton. Yeah. And all his questions. Right. And you don't – like, and they're just the most random fucking things. Right. But, yeah, so that is a good question. But, right, I've wondered that. It's like, how
1: can you – like – I guess with stab wounds, maybe you can tell. Maybe unless the funny it's in the part same is, spot. I wish
0: people could see you because she's you guys. She's stabbing her legs as she's <laughs> telling <laughs> you this.
1: Just maybe. everywhere.
0: No, but but you, I, yeah, I like, get what you're saying. Especially with you're an right. axe,
1: like how they're saying, it's, like her head's almost off. It's like yeah, how can you tell it was forty one? I don't know. That's very distinct. why not forty two? I
0: don't know. It's kind of like with my last one too that I did too, where he stabbed the people like sixty some times or whatever. It's like oof that's a lot like that's a lot to count too. but i don't know yep interesting okay so the police were called and it wouldn't be long before the small town was completely devastated by the shocking death of their beloved betty gore so who would have done such a thing to this 30 year old mother of two young children who had a hollywood smile and passion for helping others would you believe me if I told you that it was no one other than her good friend, Candy Montgomery? I would actually believe you. Well, believe it! I do. Because she did it! I do believe
1: you. Okay. Because I do know, like, this story is a very, like, uh-huh. it's been, like, oh, yeah. a couple, there's some series People out there right know now. know about Candy Mon- yes. Mon- Montgomery.
0: Yeah. It's a name you don't forget. Yeah. Investigators learned from a neighborhood girl that she had gone over to the Gores' house earlier in the day to see if Alyssa could come and play. There was no answer, and then around 11 a.m., the little girl saw Candy leaving the Gore house. When questioned, Candy did not deny this. She told investigators that the the Alyssa is what I wrote about that Alyssa Gore had spent the night at the Montgomery house, and the next day she had gone to see Betty about getting Alyssa's swimsuit so she could take her to swim practice. She said they talked for a while, and then she went to the church to teach a Bible study. Mm, Kind woman. Yeah. Shortly after Betty's funeral, police met with Alan Gore to see if he could offer up any insight as to who would want Betty dead. He mentioned that he loved his wife, but they did have some marital problems. He told investigators that they had gotten into a fight before he left for Minnesota. Betty had told him she thought she was pregnant and she didn't want him to go on the business trip. The interview ended there, and Alan went home. The next morning, however, Alan was consumed with guilt, and he called the police to tell him about the affair with Candy. They then called Candy to come back in, and even though she admitted to the affair, she continued to deny having anything to do with the murder. Yet, when asked to take a lie detector test, she declined. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Alas, that did not matter because evidence found at the scene pointed directly to Candy as being the axe murderer. Investigators found her fingerprints and her footprints at the crime scene. On June 27, 1980, Candy Montgomery was arrested and charged with the murder of Betty Gore. It was at the jail as she was being booked that officers noted many bruises on her body and a cut on her toe. Her trial began in October of 1980, and her defense team stated that, yep, she did kill Betty, but she did so in self-defense. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Candy states that she went to get the swimsuit from Betty, but when she got there, Betty immediately confronted her about the affair. She said she admitted to the affair, but told her it was over. Allegedly, Betty went and got an axe and came at Candy with the weapon. Candy claims they began to fight for the control of the axe, and at one point, Candy got it from her and pushed Betty to the floor. Betty continued to come at Candy, so she had no choice but to strike her with the weapon. And I have to ask, if this were true, why on earth did she strike her 41 times? Right. Was that how many blows it took to keep Betty from rising up off the floor and coming after Candy? Right, like hit her once and run Run out. away, right? Yeah. When the prosecution brought this up, Candy's defense team says it was because Betty told her to shh, and that triggered a traumatic childhood memory, which caused her to hit Betty as many times as she did. Oh, okay. Right? Sure thing. Sure thing there. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. After Candy had taken the life of her once friend, she cleaned herself up, ignored the crying baby, and went about her day, which included taking her kids... And Alyssa Gore to a movie. She then had Alyssa stay over at her house again, all while knowing that she had brutally murdered the young girl's mother and left her baby sister unattended for an entire day. Right. What a crotch, huh? Yeah. After the jury had all they needed to hear, they deliberated for four hours and came back with a not guilty verdict on the grounds that it was self-defense. That's bananas. Is that not the most ridiculous thing you have ever heard? That is completely bananas. Okay. I have things to say about this. Here we go.
1: No, I I don't believe you. Yep.
0: I got to put my foot out. This leg, by the way, it goes numb every time we come into this podcast tent, just so you know. Like, there's no feeling. Okay? All right. Okay. So if Betty did come at her with the axe and all this went down. Yeah. 41 times. Makes no sense whatsoever. No. I, what I don't get is that... Okay, so put yourself in the shoes. Let's say you and I got into a fight. Yeah. Okay? And I came at you with an axe, but you get the axe away from me. And you and I come at you again, and you hit me with the axe. Are you going to hit me 41 more times or 40 more times? No. No. Because we're friends. Right. And I'm honestly, obviously, obviously having a crazy moment. You would run away. Right. And call for help. Okay. Yes. So... I don't get how a jury comes up with the fact that she was in self-defense when she hit her 41 times when I'm probably going to assume she was dead probably after the first couple blows.
1: Well, and not only that, like if it's your best best yeah, friend yeah. or a good friend, yeah. like how you just leave a child there and ignore it for the entire day mm-hmm. and that you don't – if it's self-defense, you go – and say, hey, this happened. It exactly. was self-defense.
0: You don't... Yeah. So she tries to cover up the crime scene. Yeah. She cleans herself off in the house. Right. She doesn't say baby anything there, about it. Then goes about her day. Yeah. Like nothing Are happened. Are you kidding me? If something happened like that to me, I would immediately call the police. Yeah. If I were innocent. Yeah. I mean, if it's different if I was guilty, which she seems extremely guilty. Oh, yeah. Because she lies to the police about it, tries yep. to cover it up. Yep. Continues to deny anything to do with it doesn't even she continues to deny it all the way up until her trial when her attorneys are like okay you need to come clean yep you did this but you didn't self-defense so i don't understand how this jury which what did i say here hold on hold on i said something four hours no self-defense nope what i say something okay but i'm gonna get to that in a second here um but then yeah and then she goes about it like nothing ever happened her husband i'm sorry so uh, Alan Gore even called Candy to find out, hey, have you heard from my wife? I can't get a hold of her. And she goes, nope. And then she goes around and just carts her right. daughter around. Like, you right. killed her mom. Right. It It's just, it's mind-blowing to me. So I have a theory about what really happened. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, so I think that Candy, indeed, went over to the house to get the bathing suit. I do believe that part, okay? However, I think that Betty confided in her that she thought she was pregnant, okay? I think this set off a rage in Candy because the man that she had been hooking up with for almost a year had called off their relationship, and now she finds out that he may have gotten his wife pregnant. Okay? Jealousy, right? Yep. I think she went and got the axe and came at Betty. I believe Betty tried to fight her off, which is why there was such a struggle and Candy had bruises and cuts on her body. I believe that the reason Betty was struck 41 times with an axe was because of pure jealousy on Candy's part. Yeah. If it was actually self-defense, she wouldn't have had to lie or hide from what happened. Right. I think Candy Montgomery is a cold-blooded murderer and that the jury was compiled of the biggest idiots Texas had to offer.
1: I agree with all of that.
0: Yes. Okay. Good. And I'm not the only one that thinks that, and you're not the only one that thinks that. On her way out of the courtroom after being acquitted of these charges, people were chanting murderer, murderer, murderer over and over again. Yeah. Because the only people in that room that thought that she was innocent were her, herself, her her defense team, yeah. and the jury. Right. Compiled of morons. Yeah. So. Um. So now, uh, as our face, faithful listeners know, I absolutely hate it when people who purposely take a life have the nerve to try and get parole and plead their case. We all know that I hate it when someone does that. Because well, like yeah. they're, they're guilty. Right. Know, like in your last episode where he got out. Yeah. Freaking infuriates me. <laughs> Just infuriates me. That like made you me killed laugh. a twenty two year old girl and you're out. You're like,
1: well good, at least see I I'm like, oh no. no. Yeah. No.
0: So this pisses me off to no end. This yeah. bitch got completely off the hook. For a... It's like a Lizzie Borden case. 100%. Yeah. Axe murder. I'm beginning to think if you murder someone with an axe, you're acquitted. It's a magical weapon. Yeah. So you can just imagine how freaking irritated I am that the fact that this whore turned murderer went on to live her life as a mental health therapist in Georgia. Oh, man. Yeah. So she went on to do things. Luckily, people have done a fabulous job of giving her terrible reviews. Hence, hopefully making her existence more difficult. She and her husband divorced, which was probably a very safe move on his
1: part. He was probably like, um, he's like, so I didn't know any of this was happening. This is not my favorite thing anymore.
0: Like, yeah, no, you're you're, uh, not only was she cheating on you, but then she went and killed your friend with a. He's like, so
1: I'm going to go ahead and and leave this relationship, though. You
0: You have a good one. I'm out. He's like, you go
1: live your life. I'm going to live
0: mine. Yep. So she went back to her maiden name of Candace Wheeler, and today she is 73 years old, and from what I can tell, she's still alive, and I will laugh at this, so remember how I was saying how people had given her bad reviews? You can't click on her, so she has like a medical practice, you can't click on it and give her a review. It just does not, the buttons don't work. Huh. So she must have done something to make it so that that, that's not possible anymore, but I can't imagine that she's had that great of a career because she's a she's a Well, right. So-
1: I, yeah, I can't imagine people would want to go to her unless they like don't know Maybe I mean yeah. unless they don't know. It just makes
0: me so angry that she's a fucking mental health therapist, oh, yeah, like you're
1: a you're a psychopath. like you you need yeah, you need to just be yeah locked up.
0: She should be locked up. hundred percent. yeah, I don't know how she could have done that to somebody and just go about her life. Lady, you should have locked yourself up.
1: oh, fucking
0: bitch. anyway. So when asked about their mother's murder, the daughters of Betty Gore tell the media that they absolutely believe that Candy got away with purposely murdering their mother and that they absolutely despise her, as I do. There is little to no information about what happened to Candy's children, but I yeah. sincerely sincerely hope they got as far away from their evil mother as they well, possibly I was say, if could. She,
1: if she's in Georgia, doesn't, I mean.
0: I mean, I don't know. But th- yeah. I think the hus- her husband moved to Georgia with her originally and then they got divorced okay it was there was a miscommunication on the timeline there but i think they all moved immediately after the trial to get away from everything so um so what's the scoop on alan uh this unfaithful son of a gun somehow found himself married again
1: yeah they usually do don't they But
0: get this he got married in the time period that his wife was murdered to when candy's trial happened So that's from June to October. In that time period, he got married.
1: That's awful. To someone else. So he was probably having an affair with someone else.
0: Yep. I mean, there's nothing to prove it, but that's literally what I say. I'm like, he found a whole new wife in four months. Anyone want to bet he was shaking yet another woman on the side? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Probably someone up in Minnesota on all those business trips. Are you
0: freaking, what does that say right there where it says maybe?
1: Maybe why he was in Minnesota on a business trip stop i'm just really good at this we are like
0: i should be page. should be a do you want to you want to just finish what else did i write molly no um
1: something about custody of the children
0: okay get out of here so no it's, <laughs> it's funny you guys though because literally she's saying the exact words i wrote down here yes i said maybe he was in minnesota on a business trip um he lost custody of his daughters after betty died yeah and they went on to live with their maternal grandparents Alan is divorced and now in a relationship with another woman and living in Sarasota, Florida. So, but why did he lose custody of his daughters? Just so he was just... I will tell you this. So I'm learning a lot about grandparent rights right now because I have a friend that's kind of going through that where her husband died. And now she, uh, the, the his parents are trying to get grandparents rights and take custody of the child, which is just oh. awful, by the way. Oh, what? A, and she's a good mom. So it's right. just disgusting that these people are doing this. But in this circumstance, maybe with his actions of well, getting right. married I'm not right away, saying I'm necessarily no, I know, against and it, the kids were real wondering. little, yeah, and it might have been maybe he was like, you know what, I, need I can't, help I, can't I can't do, do this, yeah. yeah. So I don't know the circumstances, yeah. Okay. I do know that I read that they were estranged for pretty much their entire lives, but as they got older, they were able to yeah. work things out with their father. There's also probably that feeling. I'm guessing her Betty's parents. What if they felt the husband was in on it, or maybe because of his actions, they felt you're the reason our daughter is dead. Well, it—I mean, he is the reason. He is the reason. Like he is. He, if he created this. he wouldn't
1: have had an affair, yeah. I mean, I mean, it takes two people to have an affair, it obviously. Does. But,
0: but like this, he caused all of this. So it's like, like if he would have kept his penis keep, in his pants, keep the dick in in your pants, you guys. Keep the dick in the drawers. <laughs>
1: penis in the pants yep yep so sausage yep. in the
0: shorts so yeah so i i mentioned here yeah i'm like yeah he, he probably is just enjoying his time in florida not giving two shits that his actions are the reason his wife is dead but that's that's fine that's fine alan you just keep doing you You know it reminds me of the laurie ben bennett case where that yeah. that art i don't know what his name was archie i don't know yeah Arthur, just whatever of... the fuck his name was that asshole that you know, murdered his wife and then blamed it on Lori Bembenek and then went off to Florida and lived his happy life. Right. Fuck that guy. Anyway, so the house where Betty Gore was murdered. The address is 410 Dogwood Drive in Wiley, Texas. And this is a cute house. I'm not sure exactly what it looked like in the 80s, but it is a all brick exterior ranch. Super cute. Three bedroom, two bath, about 1,700 square feet. And it's cute. Uh it, the only it now, cute? It's super cute. I really like it. Like, you really like it. Oh, shut up. She's moving in tomorrow. You guys, it's a very cute Texas house. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, I I will say this, that there isn't a lot of sale history from when the murder happened because it happened in the 80s. Yeah. The, you can't go back nope, that far. You can't go back it's that hard. far. So the only as far back as I can go is like two... Uh, early 2000s, or, Early 2000s. And there's never been an issue with selling it. It just puts on the market, sold right away. So... Yeah. That seems really great, uh, and it looks like the last time it was sold, it was sold for about 345, and the value is at about 360 now. So, it's it's great. It's a it's a nice neighborhood. Um, what was I gonna tell you about the neighborhood? I think it's like one of the nicer neighborhoods in the area. Yep, it's got very high sale values. So, um, public facts here tell me, um, that it was built in 1974 and it was re- completely renovated in 2000. So, yeah. Hmm. That's about all I got on the house, but that's the story of Betty Gore. Yeah. and her the shitty people that she came in contact with. She that's was too bad. Yeah, 30 years old and you know her you know her kids were so young, 30. She Yep. and then like my, it makes me sad like her 1-year-old baby never even really got a chance to like know no. her. And then the poor five-year-old did and then had to live the rest of her life without her. I hate that. Yeah. That's so, so sad. I know. So. Oh. Yeah. So that's. That. Oh, man. Well, good job. Oh, there's a Snapped on that if anyone wants to watch oh, it. Oh, there,
1: there's lots on that. Yeah.
0: I'm sure. Yeah. Candy Montgomery. And if you can get the get an opportunity to Google Candy Montgomery or uh, Candice Wheeler, MD, or whatever the hell. I don't even know if she's an actual doctor. Go but take a peek. She, mental mental health therapist find her somehow to review her give her a shitty review just go she's a poop just do that noise yep all right guys well you know the routine find us on our social media home is where the murder is and if you have instagram facebook no tweeting i got us on youtube i forgot to tell you Oh. Um, so we're going to be started putting our cases on YouTube as well. So nice. I am. I've got it all set up. I just don't know how to upload it yet. But I will figure that out. Figuring another time. It, figuring it out the technologies. Yep. So that's pretty exciting. That's a new. We'll have our feature. children help us. Honestly, Logan was going to be so excited. You know what he said to me today? He said, wow, mom, mom. He's like, you're super popular on Spotify. Oh, mom. I Googled Is where the murder is. You guys are everywhere. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. And he goes like. You're like a YouTuber, but on Spotify. And I'm like, he's like, and then he looked at me, he's like, are you an influencer? I'm like, I sincerely hope not. You're like, I, nope. Nobody should be following
1: anything that I do. I mean, we could do some TikToks. Oh, do some of the tick of the talk, huh? Tick of the talk. Want to do one of them
0: dances What people do?
1: Yeah. No. No? Okay. I've tried. No, I haven't really tried, but I look at them and I look at people fail. I'm like, I'd be the fail. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: That's us. Yeah. Anyway. So um, if you need to email us, homeiswherethemurderis at gmail.com. If you want to reach out on our website, com. Otherwise, join our Facebook group. It's a good time. You can Share always it. reach us there. And yes. Send us your cases, folks. We love them. Yes.
1: Have, Ho- hopefully you have a wonderful week. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. the fall weather. Come soon and we can drink some pumpkin spice lattes and watch some spooky movies and get all spooky with it. All right. Molly
0: needs to go lay down. You guys (laughs) have a good rest of your week. We will talk to you soon. See you later.